Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I have built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You know more about the model during the course of this episode. Set to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. A lot of explanations, goals, full recommendations on wager scaling. Where to find additional picks. Can only cover so many games here in our short time together. And community rules. Remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline parses its picks into two categories, plays and leans. The plays are good enough to blind back and profit in the long run, while the leans have been better than 50%, but not profitable as a group. This episode will only cover what are determined to be the best or most interesting games of the day, plus one wildcard game at the end. But the results and the totality of these recommended picks, these, the model plays, and all the plays of the day on Patreon, and anything I give out to the Discord chat, can be found both on Betstamp and in the Google Sheet. Links in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains a full set of projections and picks on every single game. And for early access to those picks and projections, I'll talk about those a lot here in the course of this episode. See the Patreon. That link is in the crawler below, also in the show description. It's also where you can access that Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, or NFL games, or NHL games, or NBA games. We have a lot of fun talk about sports and sports betting over there. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to see will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. A uh, quick thing to update everyone on, just a correction from yesterday's show that does not matter at all, but just for posterity's sake, when I had mentioned that the model had missed on Holy Cross by about 11 points per game, that was actually in the last four weeks, not in the course of the whole season the point kind of stands, though, and that's exactly what Cousin Jared was getting at, was that we've been on the wrong side of those Holy Cross games a lot this year. So I looked at the wrong column uh, for that metric, but uh, the point still stood. It still made a lot of sense that they've been playing a lot better. The model was really trying to like, catch up with just how good they've looked lately. And lo and behold, as double-digit underdogs, getting a pretty easy win uh, against Navy, that was uh, – there, there's no such thing as easy money and foresight. Uh, but that doesn't mean that some of them in hindsight don't turn out to be easy. Right in foresight, I always mention this. Right, the, the the maximum probability you can have on any minus one ten bet period is going to be about sixty percent. There, there's no way you have a better handle than that. Maybe maybe in like a weird prop market where like you know that sort of thing, where there's just not a lot of information. But like we're talking about games, full games, sides, and totals. You're never going to be more than sixty percent. So um, there's no locks right ahead of time on these type of things. But my goodness, uh, sometimes it's real easy in hindsight, and that one was really easy and that was kind of the point was that holy cross would play a lot better didn't quite expect that i was talking about games coming from distributions and that was still an outlier of a game for sure for them but uh it just kind of went to show that they've been played really well uh as of late so just want to clarify that make sure we're all on the same page there and correct that a little bit of an error that again i, I don't think really matter anything but i want to make sure i'm always transparent with y'all uh before we get to today's slate Got a lot of games to talk about, a lot of good games, a lot of bigger schools playing, not a deep slate, but a lot of interesting basketball. Got a lot of games that you're going to be wanting to tune in on, and I'm going to tell you how I think you should play it based off what the model says or based off my own personal handicapping. But again, before that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, then you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB or college football content that this channel provides. 
already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you have yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. $3 per month gets you access to all of the plays of the day. For another $2 per month, you get access to that Discord chat group I was talking about earlier. And for $5 more a month, you get ad-free shows delivered to you earlier from the general public and immediate access to all of the picks right when they're locked. Go to www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor for more details. But even if you aren't there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. All on courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up, link in the show description. You're currently at the time of this recording on Monday afternoon. No day basketball, sadly. Instead, we're going to start off here at 5 30 p.m. Central. Marquette at St. John's. Marquette is a two and a half point favorite. Total in this one's 155. Get a pass on the total. Model says the total should be 155. So I think it's pretty well priced. Total. It's a really high number. Um, it's, it's too high to go over. But I wouldn't go under with these two teams either. I think it's priced really well. Um, you know, it'd have to move a whole lot for, for me to be invested in the total. Model does not have a play on the side. The model actually leans St. John's. But, you know, I, Marquette's been covering. St. John's hasn't been. And I'm just not sure the numbers really caught up yet. I I, I think that I think that Marquette uh, wins this game. I think there's a good chance they win by by more than, than two and a half here. Uh, one point wins aren't that common in basketball. Two point wins do happen. So that's kind of the fear there. I'd like this a little bit more at minus two. So if you shop around and get a minus two, that's, I think, a, a, a really strong play. Uh, two and a half, I still think Marquette's decided I'd rather be on. I just, I know Jake loves St. John's and they are a lot of fun to watch, but Marquette's a lot of fun to watch too. And I just think they're much better team. And so uh, I think they're better by enough that I think the uh, home court that St. John's will offer, uh, Marquette can still get the win. I just I, I feel about St. John's a little bit like I feel about Iowa right now. I just haven't been that impressed, and I just kind of need them to show it to me before I feel confident backing them. Um, Iowa looked good trying to come back against Penn State. Didn't quite get it done, but I kind of see this game playing out pretty similar. Marquette's a better team. I think they can get the job done here. So I'm going to lay the two and a half with Marquette. Not a model play, but one I think is worth your money here if you're looking to get something in on that one. 6 p.m. Central, Mississippi State at Tennessee. Tennessee is an 11-point favorite. Total in this one is 121. This is a game where I'm going to play both the side and the total. Um, model recommends us to play Mississippi State plus 11. It just thinks that that is entirely too many points. Obviously, Tennessee is a a very good basketball team. And I don't want to take anything away from them there, but they have a fantastic defense and Mississippi state's got a pretty decent defense as well. That should keep this game lower scoring, fewer possessions, tighter, uglier type game. And that's just going to make it harder for Tennessee to win by a lot. The, the way they win this by a lot is one of those 60 to 40 type games. And they can absolutely play that. But Mississippi State's a good enough team. I just think they can kind of hang around and lose by eight or something of that nature. I'm going to play the under 121 as well for all the reasons I just talked about. The model says this should be 117 and a half. That's a really low number. But I mean, it makes sense when you look at the metrics. Mississippi State plays very slow and has a pretty good defense. And just a so-so offense. Tennessee's offense is solid. They play probably about an average pace. But you're talking about maybe the best defense in the country here. 121, a low number, but just too many points given the pace and the defenses involved in this one. So I'm going to go under 121, and I'm going to recommend Mississippi State plus 11. Again, that form one is a model play. It's one that uh, the model thinks is a really strong investment as long as you're getting a number uh, that large. 6 p.m. Central, Nebraska at Michigan State. Michigan State's an eight-point home favorite. I'm going to grab the eight 
with Nebraska. The model says this should be six and a half. I think that Michigan State's the better team. I think if there's some late fouls, I think there's a really good chance that we can hold on to this eight point um, or under. It's another situation um, similar to the last one. I mentioned it there, but some similar situation where that's about as high as the model wants to go. It's kind of a it's a model recommended play at that number, and not really any more than that. And the reason why we always talk about where you stop fouling in these situations, um, Michigan State winning by you know four, five, six, seven pretty likely maybe even eight, right? But you tend to stop fouling in that seven, eight, nine range. And so getting eight is a worthwhile investment. According to the model, I tend to agree. Um, I just, I wouldn't want to play them at, at a lower number. I like this getting eight, make sure you shop right. Get you a good number there. The bottom line here is you have another situation similar to the game before, not quite as extreme, but two teams that play relatively slow, decent defenses. Michigan State's got a decent offense, but it's just not a lot of good offensive basketball is going to be happening in this one. And so that's going to help it help us with Nebraska. Plus they make it harder for Michigan state to cover a large number. The total on this one's 131. I'm going to pass officially on the total, but I will say this number one, the model says it should be 129. So the model would look under, it's not a big enough edge for me to say, I think you should play under 131. But what I will comment on is that if you had access to the early projections for this this number came out in the 132 133 range and depending on shopping around those type of numbers would have been worth an under investment lost a little bit of value on that so i'm mentioning this now a i think it's a good value for you um, to invest in i think i think you'll, you'll see a return on that investment but on top of that in case the number goes back up there is a point where i think under makes sense if it continues to drop i I wouldn't say that at all, but if it does get back up to 132, especially 133, then I think that under is a good investment. But instead for now, just given the numbers that we're eyeing, I'm going to stick to Nebraska plus eight. It's a model recommended play. And what I like as well, I love getting numbers like this bigger than seven. Um, and on a Nebraska team that I think is going the right direction, a Michigan state team that is just so, so not good enough to blow out a team like Nebraska. That's been playing respectable basketball, better basketball than I've seen them play in maybe ever to be honest. And I, I like what I'm, what I'm seeing from the thing that can hang around in this one. 7 p.m. Central LSU at Kentucky. Kentucky's an 11 point home favorites. Another situation like I just talked about where the total would make a lot more sense on the opening line than this one. I'm not going to play under 138, but this was 139 touching 140 just for a quick second there. If you had access to the projections on this one, you would have gotten in a pretty good under model says 135 and a half. So same setup right here. If it continues to go down, it's definitely a pass. 138, the model would look under. It's just not a strong investment, but 139, especially 140, is a good one. Again, all these at minus 110 odds, right? I never recommend buying points because you tend to pay more than you're getting for your value in what you're giving up in probability. You're not getting that probability back. So again, not an under recommendation at this number. If you had those early projections, you probably got you a good little number there that's gone now. Maybe it comes back. If it does, jump on that under, but at 138, it's a pass. Instead, I'm going to focus on LSU plus 11. The model says it should be Kentucky minus nine and a half. A similar situation to the game before in the game before that, really, where I just think the road team can hang in there and lose by a respectable margin. A little bit of a different style of game, though. Not that either one of these two teams plays fast, but Kentucky, obviously, a pretty good offensive team. And of all these, talk about these good defenses, LSU's might be the worst of all of them. That's not to say LSU is a bad defense. It's just with the games we were talking about before, we had some pretty good defenses involved. Um, but you still have two good basketball teams. LSU was good enough to hang around in this one and again lose by seven lose by eight lose by nine something like hitting 11 makes a lot of sense that's why the model thinks the average margin of victory is kentucky minus nine and a half it's a little bit right skewed 
There are obviously situations where Kentucky comes out and just dominates this game, but there's a lot of situations where Kentucky's very happy to just win by six, win by seven, something like that. So getting 11 is the way to look here. I wouldn't want to lay this big of a number with Kentucky, again, with the model saying nine and a half. So it's a model recommendation. Again, another situation that I think Kentucky's just a little bit overvalued in. They've been a little bit overvalued here as of late. I think this is another one, so I'm going to grab the points with the Bayou Bengals. APM Central Kansas at Texas Tech. Yet another situation where the early projections would have gotten you a good number. But unfortunately, at this point, the total on that one is gone. This one was 142. The model loved going under 142. Thinks this game should be 137 and a half. As you can see on screen, it's already down to 139 and a half. So again, if it goes back up, there's a good opportunity for an under. But right now, the early people hitting the market have completely agreed with sideline. Maybe they're seeing sideline and doing the moving. I have no idea. Um, but 142 is just way too many points. It's got hit down a lot. Don't know where it's going to go. It goes back up. I like the under there, but 139 and a half is a pass with regards to the total. Just not enough value there. But the model does love backing Texas Tech. The current number is Tech plus two and a half. The model thinks Tech's more likely to win this game than not. Gives them a 53% chance to win. So if you want to dabble in the money line, that makes a lot of sense too. Obviously, Kansas is a really good basketball team, but Tech's a pretty good basketball team as well. And the Big 12, had I talked about the Big 10 uh, home court advantages. The Big 12 also has some massive home court advantages. Obviously, Kansas knows that themselves. But when you talk about Kansas, uh, going to Morgantown being very difficult, uh, Iowa State, uh, Kansas State as of late, uh, you know, a much tougher team to win there on the road. Lubbock right here, uh, some really big home court advantages. It's tough to go into Lubbock and beat a good Red Raiders team. I think Tech wins this outright, so I'm going to grab the two and a half in case it's close. I think Bunny Line makes a lot of sense as well. It's a model play, and it's one that I absolutely love as well. Two good basketball teams, but I don't know why I'm getting points or plus odds with the home team when I'm not really sure at this point who's better. Uh, and I guess what, what I mean by that is we can look and say so far who has played better in a sample size of 13 games for each team. That doesn't necessarily tell us projection going forward who's actually the better team. Um, you know, past behavior is a good predictor of future behavior, but it's not a perfect predictor of future behavior. And so the idea being, um, if you were to just take what's happened this season and, and take that, you could you can absolutely say that Kansas has performed better on this season. But when you try to project going forward, uh, if you think about a stats conf- concept of confidence intervals, the confidence intervals of how good these teams are overlap. And what, what I mean by that is you don't really have a great idea of, you could say Kansas has played better so far, but there's a real good chance that Texas Tech's actually the better team. And maybe they're not. That's the point. We don't really know take the points or the plus odds with the home team, especially with the home atmosphere, like you're going to see there in Lubbock. So I'm all over Texas Tech and again, an under if it goes up, but as of now at this current number, a pass on the total for me. APM Central Virginia, Pittsburgh, I'm not going to pass on the total on. This one should be an interesting game. Pittsburgh uh, playing pretty well as of like talked about them a lot recently playing a Virginia team that looks pretty solid again. Virginia right now is a five-point road favorite. The model says it should be Virginia minus four and a half. The model leans Pittsburgh. I'm going to pass on the side. I think it's a pretty well-priced number in this four and a half, five range. it's, It's hard to really say. I think Virginia is definitely the better team, but on the road, it's just not worth an investment at the current number. But the total is 129. I'm actually going to go over this the model says 131 and to me the bottom line is virginia plays slow and they have a good defense but this is not the same caliber of virginia defense that we've seen before and i kind of mentioned it earlier this year and i was a little confused by it but we've kind of seen similar things happening here 
This Virginia defense, good, not great. This Virginia offense, pretty solid. And that allows them to get better quality positions in the offensive uh, when they have the ball uh, more than they have in a lot of the season. Not necessarily all, but on a lot of them. I think that quality of possession gets them some extra points. Um, and again, Virginia wants to slow the game down, especially on the road. But um, Pittsburgh plays pretty up-tempo and has a good enough offense. I think they can score some on Virginia. 129 is a real low total. I'm not sure we get to 140, but I think we can get to the 130s on this one. So I'm going to go over this. I just think the number is a little bit too low. There's a little bit too much respect for Virginia and the style of basketball they play. And I'm not sure that narrative really holds true this year like it has in years past. Also at PM Central, Kansas State at Texas. Texas is an 11-point favorite. Model says 10.2. So the model leans grabbing the 11 with Kansas State. If I was forced to make a pick, that's what I would do um, as well. It's just not a big enough number. This Texas team is really good and could really run away with this game. We've seen them do it a lot this year. So I just think it's not really worth it. Maybe if it gets up to 12, 13, at some point there's a number with Kansas State that you'd have to grab. Or maybe if it goes the other direction, if you could lay a you know number like eight with Texas, maybe you do that. But that, right now the number's nowhere near that. So I'm just going to pass the slide. I'm going to focus on the total. I'm going to go under 138. Again, if you had the early access to the model projections, you'd have gotten this at under 139, maybe even towards 140. And again, that's a much uh, stronger underplay um, than this under 138 is. But I still think under is the right direction here. Texas cost us on an under a couple of weeks ago, and I made the comment, they were playing a weaker team. And I said, I just don't know if they can shoot well enough to score 100 points. And sure enough, they basically scored 100 points. Last time out, they played Oklahoma. And I said, hey, now we're in conference play. They're not going to score 100 points against these teams. And that game was an absolute correct read for the under. And then there were 15 points in the final minute. And that sort of thing happens. And you can't really predict it. You just never know. We do. I do build into the model a little bit of boost for the probability that a closer game is going to lead to fouls. But when you see late fouls, you tend to not, you still don't see 15 points in the last minute. That's pretty rare. It happens on occasion, but it's, it's just so rare. And that sort of thing just happens. And I think that was the right read though. And I still think under's the right read here. Same thing might happen. At least here though, Texas being a big favorite, we don't think there will be late fouls. Or if we do, we think it'll just be a couple because Texas hits a couple free throws and all of a sudden it gets out of hand there. So a lot of ways that the free throw thing doesn't cost us again, Kansas State's defense is pretty solid. I don't see Texas scoring a ton of points. I don't think it's a situation like some of the other games where they can kind of name their score. Model says this game, on average, is about 73 to 62, 73 to 63, something in that ballpark. And I think that Texas can definitely get to 70, and I don't think Kansas State's going to get anywhere um, you know, near 70. And so uh, even if Texas gets to 80, on this one, there's a chance that it's an 80 to 55 type game, right? That, I mean, that's that's one scenario here. If Kansas State hangs around, I'm assuming it's going to be more because of their defense. I don't think Kansas State's going to have a lot of success against this Texas defense. So if Kansas State gets run out of the building, I still think we can have an under because it means they didn't score hardly anything. And their defense is still good enough to prevent Texas from scoring 100. And if Kansas State hangs around, I have to assume it's not because they put up a lot of points, but because their defense really frustrated the Texas offense and they hang around and it's more of a 70 to you know 65 type game. So a lot of ways we can win this under 
again, if you had the early projections on this, again, I think it's worth your investment. You can get an extra point of value here and there. You locked in and under 139, 140, something like that. Because again, anytime you see the total difference between what the model says and, and what you're looking at, about four points, it's probably a pretty good investment. So you could have jumped on that. 138, I still think is worth it. I just like it a little bit less than those other numbers, but I think still think it's the best investment for that one. Last one here at this time, slot 8 p.m. Central, Ole Miss and Alabama. Another game where I'm going to pass on the side. Model says Alabama by 12. They're favored by 11. The model leans Alabama, but it's not a great investment in my opinion. They're the better team, and Ole Miss isn't that good, but that's just a big number for a conference game. There's a really reasonable chance they're up 10 to 13 late, and that I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we've seen a number of times in these situations where the team, one team just dribbles down and shoots a three for no reason or shoots a lay or dunks it with 10 seconds left. And that's really what we're hitting here. And I just don't want to be invested in that at, at 11. Now, if I could lay maybe nine with Alabama 10, it's a little bit more exciting because uh, there's a chance Alabama just runs them out of the gym. But if Ole Miss hangs around and it's a 10 to 12 point game lay, I just don't want to sweat what's going to happen in the last 60 seconds of this one because we've just seen too many crazy things. And the number getting big, you just, you just run those risks. So I'm going to pass on the side. I said I'm going to focus on another under here. Under 146 model says 142. And this is exactly what I was just mentioning there. That four-point discrepancy between what the model projects, what the actual total is, is just a pretty good investment in the number there if you can get it. A lot of times the number moves towards the model. So a lot of times it'll disappear at some point. So anytime it's four or more, I just grab it. Occasionally it goes the other direction, but usually then it gets closer. And then at that point, that's where some of those lose because Every point here matters. Shop around as well, always, uh, but every point matters. Sure, under 146, I think, makes a lot of sense. Alabama plays super fast, but Ole Miss, A, has to know they cannot get into a track with Alabama or else they're going to get run out of the gym. So I'm just assuming there's a smart coach there. You never know. You never know. You never know how people are going to see the game, but we always just assume the best about people because generally coaches generally are smart people they generally don't get where they are without that, right? And I know that doesn't always hold true, but for the most part, right? And so he has to know getting into a track meet with Alabama with this team is a foolish idea. So he's going to try to slow it down a little bit. That's going to limit possessions. The other thing is if Alabama runs them out of the gym, this could be a game where the second half is just real sleepy and not a lot happening because neither team is really invested. No one really wants to go out there and get hurt when it's a 20-point ball game, 25-point ball game, that sort of thing. So got a couple different ways we can win this under. Uh, I, I like going under when I have these potential for blowouts because even if the first half gets a little bit out of hand, sometimes that second half really just gets had nothing happen. So I'm gonna go under under 146 on this one. I think there's some good value there. And to the late night game, 10 p.m. Central, New Mexico at Fresno State. New Mexico continues to get it done for us. Mostly the last game <laughs> that they played. If you had them on the money line. You won. Uh, if you laid one, you pushed. Guy shooting a free throw inside of a second misses two free throws. And so if you had minus two, you lost when you should have won. If you had minus three, you lost when you should have pushed. You don't count on things like that happening. <laughs> uh, they're going to need to hit their free throws here. They're going to need to hit their free throws here when you're, when you're favored. You assume that those free throws are either going to help you run away with the game or in the light foul situation, they're going to help get us over this number. So hopefully they can hit the free throws a little bit better here tonight against Fresno State. But the bottom line is I like this New Mexico team. I think they're really good. I don't think Fresno State's very good at all. Um, New Mexico, you know, 14-0, of course, 
not not in the top tier, obviously, of college basketball. They're not really in anybody's top 25 if you're talking about projection systems going forward. Um, obviously, they've performed as a top 25 team, but projection before, we don't project them to be that good. But they're still a pretty solid basketball team uh, for a lot of these Mountain West schools. They should be able to handle many of them, even on the road. I mentioned this in the write-up uh, with them on the play of the day of the weekend. What helps them, of course, they play at altitude, so going to the other altitude places doesn't really give them a disadvantage going on the road like it might for some other people. It's a long road trip flight out there to, to Fresno, of course. Um, but one that New Mexico is still good enough to get the job done here. Fresno State's just an average team, really at best. Uh, New Mexico is going to have a massive edge on the offensive side of the ball. And they're going to have a pretty good edge on the defensive side of the ball too. Fresno State is slightly below average offense in New Mexico, a slightly above average defense. But the main difference is New Mexico's offense is just so good. They play at a fast pace and that's going to disrupt Fresno who wants to go at a slow pace. We always talk about how the pace plays out. A couple of factors here, a lot of times with the home road and who's the better team or not. A lot of times I just look at if, if you have two teams where one's a lot better, that's the one that I think in general is going to be able to control the pace. And that's New Mexico here. Fresno's not good enough to really slow down, especially defensively. If you want to slow a team down, you have to be better defensively than they are offensively, or at least as good, in order to cut off their easy, quick looks. But that's not going to be the case here. New Mexico should get a lot of quick, easy, good looks, play the type of game they want to play. And if Fresno wants to slow it down when they have the ball, whatever. New Mexico is still going to get a lot of good looks. And again, we're only laying a number like four and a half. It's not like we're laying a number like 14, and we need every single possession we get. To me, just the bottom line is, if Fresno had a good enough defense to frustrate New Mexico's offense, I'd be a little bit more concerned with the pace differential, but I don't think that's going to be an issue whatsoever. New Mexico should have their way with the off when they're on offense. So I'm going to lay the four and a half. The total of this was 132 and a half. This would be an overplay if the number continues to drop a little bit, kind of for the reasons that I just mentioned that I think, um, you know, if Fresno, probably wants to slow it down, but I think they're going to give up a lot of points. And so it's not an overplay at this number. It's not quite a strong enough edge. Model says 135. If it was 131, four point differential, the model would say play it for sure. 132, maybe 131 and a half, maybe but 131 for sure would be an overplay. Not an investment though. It's just the direction I would look if you're curious, but the main thing is I think land the four and a half with New Mexico is a great investment. Lane four and a half, maybe lane five. Models is 5.1. I would not want to lay more than five, knowing that that foul situation, they may not make enough free throws late if that's the game we're in to get over a number like five. So I don't at least want that push protection on five, knowing that that's a very possible outcome. But I think five to nine is more likely in this one than a lower number. So I love lane four and a half. And again, I'd lay it up to five. Which takes us to overtime, a game. All those games you talked about all should be interesting games. I've got a great slate, a small set of games, but a lot of good ones to uh, watch. But this one is not going to be one of them, but it's a great investment opportunity. 6 p.m. Central Western Michigan at Kent State. I already gave this out to the people in the Discord, so it's going to count twice here. I got a half unit for the Discord people and a half unit for people watching the show. I love it that much. A lot of times the totals only play at a half unit, but this one, it's got that full unit on it based off how I'm giving them out. 137 on this one. Way too many points. Model says it should be 128.4. Uh, Western Michigan is going to have a really hard time scoring in this one. They have a below average offense. And they're going up against a very good Kent State defense. Kent State plays fast, but their defense is actually better than their offense. Kent State score a lot of points. There's a reason they're favored by 17 and a half. But to me, the bottom line is, as this game, if Western Michigan hangs around in this game, 
it's it's going to be low scoring. And if they don't hang around, then it's going to be a sleepy second half. And it's just going to be kind of like that Iona game that I mentioned from the weekend where it's just nothing happened basically in the last, you know, 12 minutes of the game. Love this under here. Way too many points. I would say Western Michigan team total under is kind of a similar vein. If that's something you're looking in the model does like grabbing the 17 and a half with Western Michigan somewhat correlated with the total. They play a slower brand of basketball and just saying, you know, this is going to be an uglier, lower scoring type game. Again, model predicts something like 72 to 56. Um, so again, I like the full game under just because it kind of covers me in either type of game better. But again, the model likes Western Michigan um, as well. I just don't think they're going to score that many points. I think the best way that Western Michigan um, hangs around is if they play decent defense and slow the game down. But really, it doesn't matter how it plays out. I just cannot see us getting towards 140 in this one. It would need overtime. It would need something like that drastic. And given that Kent State's favored by 17 and a half, that doesn't seem extremely likely. So under is your play in that one for the under the radar overtime game of the day that's all i've got for you thanks for tuning in to this episode of picks the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet you're eating money